misunderstood with your host, Darnell Moore, and his brother, Brian. I'm uh, sidekick in this game. I know my role. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last week, we kicked a little bit about Palestine. We talked a little bit about Black Lives Matter. We rebuked violence. Um, we... I don't believe I've heard back yet from the gentleman that offered us a beer. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that beer and that talk about, you know, how exactly Cox, do we have any other he sees this. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, I guess uh, also, you know, if you're feeling a little uh, After that, doing some investigative work, <laughs> go ahead and check out Appalachian Podcast's uh, oh, Facebook page. Yes. Public comment. And you know, we always get, uh, you know, critiqued. Please just remember that we do have messages in the comment section. So when the time is up, the timer will go off. Share your opinion. Yes. I'm sure, uh, you know, Appalachian Podcast would love to hear. They do. He does a good job of engaging you. So if you pop on there, now we're not let you know what's going on. I'm not talking about trolling, but you know, they do like to engage in conversation. I think he enjoys trolls a little bit. You're right. You might be right. He likes troll hunting. And I don't like it freaked me out a little bit the first time we got on there and all those troll con- like I called him and checked on him. <laughs> he was like, no, man, I love this. I'm yeah. Like, OK. Yeah, well. I just wanted to make sure because uh, I, I don't know. There's there's a, a disassociation on the Internet that just feels horrible to me. You You can't talk somebody out of or into. And oftentimes you don't even understand what they're saying. So you want to talk to me, you know, I may text you once, but after that, it's going to be like, let's meet in person. Here's my number. Mm. Let's, let's figure this thing out. All right. So we're back with more school board meetings, January, February. We're at March of March. 2022, March 14th. So if you ever want to see any of these, all these are still posted at the Franklin County Public Schools. There is a old school board meeting list. And we're at SBO meeting 314 2022. Again, I've got to shout out the technology department. I've got to shout out uh, central office and all the folks that came together at this time and made sure that these things are available. So we get a good reflection of who we were as Franklin County and how we navigated this tragedy, this uh, pandemic, some would say. <laughs> State your name for the record before you begin. I'm concerned about the impetus in education to focus attention in historical studies on every wrong thing that ever happened in this nation impetus. and on every wrong ever committed by a patriot founding My father education or American can get it up. <laughs> Which of you would want to... I was thinking the impetus of love. <laughs> like, uh, I really like your peaches want to shake your tree. <laughs> All right, so now we're back on, on critical race theory. Oh, okay. And I'm so sorry. what she yeah. understands, so from what I'm hearing from her is critical race theory is saying that the white founding fathers did everything wrong. And that's what they want to teach our kids in the school. Hmm. Your entire lives dissected so that others spent all their time focusing on your wrongs without looking at the amazing accomplishments of your life. Forgiveness is as essential when looking at history as it is essential in our relationships now. This simply comes down to best practices. Which of you raising your own child or working in a classroom focus daily on every wrong the child commits? And which of you taught your children that because of circumstances in their lives, they would be limited in their accomplishments? That's always a recipe for failure. And all of you know, hopefully, 
how detrimental that would be to healthy growth. Of course we deal with wrongs with children and in history, but that should never be the focus of our attentions. Te students need to know they can excel and become another American hero because there are no limitations on their achievements unless they limit themselves. In addition, we do not rerun every wrong a child has ever committed every day or every time we see that child in class. What's been dealt with is left in the past. We can deal with history the same way. Look at the problems, note the corrections that have been made, and quit living in the past. Things that happened in 1960 or even 1980 have nothing to do with the way we live today. I've been looking at politics since I was in fifth grade. We were required to watch that first televised debate between Kennedy and Nixon and be prepared to discuss the issues in class the next day. Remember, this was fifth grade. We had civil discussions of the issues. I lived through the civil rights battle after moving to Texas before my 12th birthday, where I first heard of racism and segregation. My, many of my classmates did not appreciate my liberal opinions at that time, but because of the leadership of godly men in our community, our town had absolutely no issues with integration. I understand what used to be, but I also recognize what is. We cannot focus our children on the past. They have a future to build together without trying to rebuild and reinforce the racial tension by spending all our time looking back on the evil that occurred. I do not mean to never mention the wrongs within our history. Of course, they must be discussed. But focus on the principles of our founding documents and the many changes that have occurred. Build on those changes to continue to build our future together as a nation. Focus on what we have in common, principles and foundations that were not always manifested at the time, but we strive to come closer. We need to build healthy attitudes and relationships among all our children, not separate them into categories or separate them by building hostility, anger, or guilt. No one grows by focusing solely on the past. Build for the future. How do you teach a history class without focusing on the past? Wow. Oh, so many statements. Oh. Oh. Well, see, now we know what, was, what mom and dad did wrong when they were dealing with integration. If they had been white, they would not have had the same problems. They should have just been white when they integrated. <laughs> it would have made things easier. Oh, hmm. I'm sure they... Why didn't they think of it? No, racism solved. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh... Listen to her speak. Um, it sounds like she's saying, uh, my grandparents may have thought a certain way, but you sh we shouldn't hate them. We should forgive them. Especially since I was liberal in my thinking when I came along and I didn't agree with them. But eventually they came on board. I, I think further back. I think she's saying, not my grandparents, because my grandparents were good. There were founding fathers who did bad things in the past, ancient history, when dinosaurs roamed the earth and there were pyramids. <laughs> is that's when there were bad founding fathers. Oh, that's slavery. But that's yeah, that's slavery. But her parents allowed a liberal girl to grow up and easily when it's time to integrate they were like yes child you're going to the black school and she was like that's exactly what I want to because I'm a liberal and I'm going to the black school in Texas in Texas <laughs> and so and she saw no racial issues even though she was now at a majority black school hmm. that's what she remembers wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to talk to Already her. Already y'all? Because huh? that was that was an oversimplification oh, yes, of her story. Very, so I'd really like to. I'd like, a lot, I, a lot of sarcasm in there, too. I'm sure all of y'all know why I'm here. But it's also nice to see all of y'all's smiling faces. First, I want to say thank you for listening and doing something about the pay. But let's be real. 
we still have a problem. Spending that COVID that. money. But I understand that we should have rejected. We are working together to get better pay for everyone, not just teachers, for our support staff. I also want to say that I hope that this increase that y'all gave us will be in addition to the proposal that Governor uh, your, uh, Youngkin has get, uh, put forth for the teachers, but I hope the support staff are not left yeah. out of that because um, he's requesting 10.5% oh increase over the next two years for the teachers. I don't think it all got through, but I think it was increased. We here in Franklin County, <laughs> we as got most hit of you know, with, uh, with increasing um, I drive a bus, health I insurance that uh, balanced it out it almost year, back to zero. I want to let you know that I was astounded to hear that come the first of the school year, we could possibly have 15 routes open for the school. And a lot of it is because of the pay that the bus drivers are getting and the support staff. It's it's not a unknown problem. It's there, and it's also a very with Roanoke County job. getting a ten percent increase this year to start the new year, that still puts us behind. Even with the five percent, we're still way behind. I hear every day that of teachers and support staff leaving to go to other counties because Franklin County doesn't pay their support staff or teachers what they deserve. Um, I know you've given bonuses, and we appreciate that, but that doesn't help with the increase in food and gas and stuff like that. And I've brought to y'all's attention many times the very, very low pay of secretaries, which is was at 14000 a year, and custodians and bus drivers. As a bus driver, I wasn't even bringing home $700 a month. Hmm. A bus driver can't live on that. Um, a custodian can't live on what my husband's bringing home. So we have to really look. I appreciate what you've done, but there's so much more work to be done. And I will tell you, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be here every month. I'm going to bring it before the board. I'm hoping that more people will come I'm and I'm sorry your time me. is up. Thank you. Okay. I, I agree. I agree. Um, also, I think it would be difficult if we did away with that, uh, that national funding. Was what? it Esser? The, well, the ESSER funding ends on its own. It was grants anyway. So this is, the, I think, the year so, uh, it's drying up. But it sounded like they got a uh, like a bonus. Yeah, they got a bonus. But the big problem is the people she's talking to can't raise money. Mm -hmm. So the school board can't do a thing about it. They can present a budget that asks for more wages. But if the board of supervisors doesn't approve it, I, I'd like to see us get rid of our school, our school board and just assign the tasks of the school board to the board of supervisors. Hmm. And so the school board meeting, when you get elected as board of supervisors, you also have to do the school board stuff too. And that way they can approve or disapprove their own budget. They can be the ones to say, okay, the kids, nobody gets a raise this year. I don't know how to encourage it. I, I need to get with her. She's been up at several meetings. She could probably help me get that together. Good evening, Chairman and members of the board. As the Franklin County Public Schools Transportation Supervisor, I want to speak this evening to inform you about the critical shortage we are experiencing in the trans Transportation Department and to be transparent. Well, that was critical. 
as we move forward into the next school year as to what the school system will be facing as far as transportation goes. First, I would like to publicly it address really the great job that the transportation team has done this school year. And they really do At this do time, a great we are critically job. short I bus agree. drivers I and agree. monitors. We are eight contract drivers short and already have five drivers retiring at the end of this school Volunteer, year. Volunteer, y'all. This school year, we have worked if you have a CDL, become a bus driver. If you'd like a CDL, they'll get you one. Drivers have gone above and beyond to make to help when needed. We tell drivers over and over again how important their position is and how much they are appreciated. However, it's time to show them. It is no easy task to operate a bus safely while monitoring students, some of who are being disruptive, along with navigating weather conditions and obstacles that may occur during their route. Some drivers spend hours of their time each week watching video to help solve issues on the bus. Pay is not the only deterrent, but it is one of them. Some drivers have expressed concern over about pay, others express concern about student behavior. Student discipline and disrespect has become an issue. Drivers even encounter disgruntled parents at the bus stop. An angry parent would never be able to walk into a school and go directly to a classroom full of students and address the teacher. However, it happens to our drivers daily. Mm. If a fight breaks out in school, there's an administrator or other adults to help de-escalate the situation. But on a bus, the driver has to handle the situation until somebody can get to them. Mm. As student behavior needs to improve, driver pay needs to increase. Starting pay at 6027 in some Substitute pay at $55 is not effective pay rates, and without saying, it does not help when we are trying to recruit new drivers. We mm. need to increase pay across the board to help with recruiting new drivers and to help retain the loyal drivers we already utilize each day. It also continues to be more difficult to find individuals to drive field trips and sports teams due to the rate of pay being $11 an hour. Our drivers go above and beyond each day to make it happen. God. As I have stated, to plan... As I have started to plan for the upcoming school year, I have become very concerned for the department. We have taken the fluff, if you will, out of the routes this year, meaning we have combined the routes, we have split routes, and we have even consumed routes when a driver has quit or retired, meaning we may have four bus drivers at one school only to make it three and consume that extra route. Going into the 22-23 school year, we will be short drivers and our options for solving those shortages will be limited due to the accommodations we have already made this year. The office staff and mechanics drive daily. I'm sorry, your time is up. Mm. Thank you. There's four empty seats in here. If half these people signed up to be aides, we would get these covered. Ah, no. This is so. This is a voice I like to hear. He, I asked him to have coffee with me, and he he refused. He wouldn't. He wouldn't meet with me. This gentleman is coming up to speak. I'm still gonna bleep his name, but this gentleman. Okay. Tonight, I'd like to address the issue of non-board business items being crammed into the monthly agendas. One of these, which we witnessed tonight, was the honoring of uh, Franklin County High School winner athletics and academic achievers. I believe our outstanding students and their proud parents and guardians deserve more than a rushed, poorly planned presentation in a cramped room with not enough seating for all those who might want to attend. Many times the boardroom is so crowded on board meeting nights that parents are forced to stand in the foyer and peer around the door even to see their children being recognized. Last month, the board proved it was capable of producing a board event, a so-called town hall, in a venue that- uh, Did you just, go to the town hall? Uh, no. In a uh, Me venue that was adequate to hold all the people and, and, and do a fine job. There's no reason for us not to return to the pre-pandemic times and hold recognition ceremonies in one of the available uh, school facilities. This would be a way for uh, coaches and leaders to have adequate time to discuss the achievements of these young men and women. Uh, for uh, our students who have worked so hard and trained so hard. 
It would validate the parents' pride in their children, uh, their children's accomplishments, and it would also demonstrate to the community the pride the school division has in its uh, students' abilities and successes. So it begs the question, particularly to the uninitiated, why in the world would you do it this way when there's other ways to, to honor these kids? Uh, and, and we can only speculate. <laughs> is it because somebody just didn't think it through, or uh, is it because of the fear of, of too many people in, in, in too many meetings? I don't know, but let me just say something about fear. The Bible says God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. Thank you for your time. Now, he was uh, advocating for a larger venue. Yes, he wants a, a separate venue for I, I feel like I was at this meeting when he said that uh, a separate venue for when they, they recognize kids. Hmm. I mean, but they do that. Most of these kids have a banquet with whatever sport yeah, they're going yeah. with. They tend to have. But in addition to the banquet, they'll usually bring the kids to be presented to the school board. So yes. this, is, this is usually in addition to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not involved in the school and hasn't had any kids in our school system. Um, None whatsoever. But his... He's, his wife has seen these things. I don't know. I'd love to get him on. Too. Troll! <laughs> In the human form. County. And uh, this gentleman behind me is going to give a gift to each of the board members because you all have given us a lot of your energy and time and so forth. So He's going to walk by and sneeze on all of them. Everybody, each person. <laughs> oh, what did he give them? Yeah, explain and I, it. I came across something that I'd like to share, and uh, it says a reason for us. <laughs> what did he give him? Constitution Week in two thousand. Oh, he gave him a Constitution one zero eight dash four four seven. Oh, I can dig Section that. Section three was passed requiring the following: Each educational institution that receives federal funds for a fiscal year shall hold an education program on the United States Constitution on September seventeenth of each year for the students served by the educational institution. So I didn't know if y'all were aware of that, but the Constitution is something that, I don't know, I probably was throwing spitballs when he taught it in school or something. I know I didn't pay a lot of attention to it then, but I've come to realize that it's the only thing that keeps us in tyranny. And you all have all sworn allegiance to it, and any military person has also, and it's critical that we know what it says and that we know what kind of rights each individual has. Um, And Amendment 1 says Congress uh, Mm -hmm. shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging freedom of speech or the press of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. So when I have to fill out a form online, which me filling out a form online is equivalent to some of y'all digging a long ditch. I mean, it's just, I'm not that astute when it comes to, to that sort of thing. So I think that I we need to go back to the way it was when I first started coming here. You come in, if you want to speak, you fill out the form, and then you pass it out. And there's not, because what, the, what we have here is kind of a filter, and we're not supposed to be filtered or bridged. So thank you for your time. I don't know. Cheat me more than a name and address. I think the complaint is he has to go on and Google it now, whereas before he could fill it out by paper, <laughs> oh. which they fixed. You could fill it out by paper and drop it off. And they were they were moving towards making it more difficult. You used to be able to just show up, yeah, and put your name on the line and you could speak. Good evening. 
And first of all, I'd like to commend all of the parents, the concerned citizens, the doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, respiratory therapists, presenting scientific facts and the way that they've handled themselves in this room. I, I, I'm very proud to be a citizen of Franklin County, and I think this group of people should uh, go down in history as having a very concerned and a lovely nice, attitude voice. toward your children he and toward your community. Voice, he? I'm here to speak on a particular issue called CRT. Nope. Before that, I want you to remember something. The Got a pencil, write this down. Whose children are they? Dot com. Whose children are they? Dot com. Google? Look that up. CRT or critical race theory was formed in Frankfurt, Germany in an Aryan think tank, a very racist think tank. The Frankfurt School was aimed to defend Marxist studies by organizing a collection of neo-Marxist individuals, former left activists and ex-counterculturists. The Conference for Critical Legal Studies, which is where it comes from, it came from a network of openly leftist law teachers, students, and practitioners bent on challenging American law to reveal oppressive social order that is today indeed racial in itself. Saul Alinsky in his noted book Rules for Radical Satanist said that if you don't have a crisis create one. That is exactly what critical race theory is trying to do. It's trying to bring problems up from 200 to 160 years ago that are blaming our children today for the sins of the fathers. I've got a book at home that says you're not to do that. Would you please explain to me how in this cultural age, see I'm an old guy, I don't understand signing in before we get here, and uh, I don't understand this. How two polar opposites, BLM and CRT, could possibly have anything in common or could unite on any platform since one comes from an Aryan think tank and the other is for the benefit of the black race. I don't get it. No, me either. In a three-volume work, Marcia Stanislaw examines CRT How are they both to say this. Letters. It is nothing more than an idea and a process <laughs> of re-educating into the workings of the communist regimes in their attempt to remodel human nature, to fabricate a new man, a socialist man. It happened in China. It happened in North Korea. It happened in Vietnam. I'm sorry, your time is up. Thank you. Oh, I was just whose children are they? Tom McDavid. Tom. All right. So, okay. whose children are they? You got that up? I do. All right. What is this about? Whose children are they? Is the groundbreaking and powerful, persuasive documentary featuring brave teachers, empowered parents, and frontline experts who pull back the curtain about what is truly happening in our public schools today. This film will be starting the starting point for a full cultural conversation about the need to return to the original intent of education, not indoctrination. Whose children are they will inform and equip parents, teachers, grandparents, and concerned citizens to partner together for the innocence and well-being of our children. It will also educate and and education stakeholders on the corruption influence of teachers, unions, and vital importance of removing them from our schools, in addition to educating parents on the need to stand with good teachers and empower teachers to stage a mass union exit. Where, where are we going to go? Uh, Public education has gone confusing. off the rails. <laughs> um, parents oh, are getting shut out. Our teachers oh. are bullied. Racism is racism. It is dividing our children. Less than one third of American school children are proficient in anything. Racism is racism. Oh man, leave it where it belongs. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that, that's amazing. Is that the trailer? That's Is the that tra- it? That's one of them. There's six trailers here. So that's the 30 seconds. Are they just dog whistles? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Loud oh, noises. Is CRT. <laughs> <laughs> Images of school boards. Public education has gone off the rails. Once you get into this idea that it's really the government's job to educate children, uh, you end up in a very, very dangerous place, and I don't see anything good coming out of that. When we look at this radical agenda, the way our children are being exploited and the way parents are getting shut out, it comes down to one fundamental question. Whose children are they? How did they get shut out? Whose children are they? De quien son esos niños? Whose children are they? It was in Spanish. Where did this idea come from that we're even asking whose children are they? (laughs) I want to know that too. (laughs) It's where all the money is. It's why the union is there. It's why it's so corrupt. Oh, so, so they made this corrupt. movie now for the money. It's about power and money and politics. Because that's what teachers get into teaching for. Power, power money, money. politics. Parents are shut out. It's the slow America game, the long game. America, it, is being <laughs> reimagined in a very dangerous way. That just lights a fire in my butt, and that's why I want to put a stop to critical race theory so that a lot of friendships can be saved and that we can just all get along. I don't want to know my grandparents were racist. Learning to COVID, but parents suddenly had this window into what their children were learning day in and day out. It's okay, Jamal. My grandparents—they finally came around. Children in ways that are unacceptable. It pits one race against another. You cannot use racism to eradicate racism. Less than one third of America's school children are proficient in anything. They're teaching these kids X-rated sex acts. I don't want my daughter exposed to that. (laughs) The school system wants to indoctrinate us teachers first before we indoctrinate your kids. Certain ways of thinking are approved and certain ways of thinking are not. Which ones are not? (laughs) It's just me to jail because I wanted a better education for my daughters. Not was she black? Tolerant. Yes, she was. The okay. goal is to intimidate, to silence the opposition. Now, I, I see that that being a valid case. Because the, they, so they did bring up the, by the lockdown on um, the students. Days Mother turned who, into weeks and then months. Uh, I guess lied about her address so that her child could uh, attend oh. a better school. It I feel like that is me that where they're going with that one. Um, more suicides. I know I've had those thoughts. They told me, if you want to teach, you'll sign. We want to make sure that sign what? teachers like know contract? do have another option. Oh, man, this... Right now in schools, it is not safe to be a teacher. Do we need to get the this team together? The most preventable mass what murder team? in America. You know, history. get our conservative Listen team friends together and watch this and movie. My daughter was murdered at the school. I cannot. <laughs> I will not. Uh... But a line has been drawn. It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you're a mom and a dad first. And right. If we lose this battle on the educational front, then we lose not only our country, but we lose our kids. And we lose the ability to bring our children up the way that we want. Malarkey. How long are they, they sending are their kids to school? Rights. In the school day, like six hours? I, I, where are they fitting values? <laughs> this in, in between geometry and... 
history. were not dissenters, were the parents. So the question has to be asked. What's the question? Whose children, children are, are they? they? Oh, I thought it was going to be yeah. a better question, though. No, they got me. They got me. <laughs> racism is racism. <laughs> I don't want to. Best quote from the movie. I don't even need to watch it. I don't even need to watch it. He just answered everything. <laughs> don't start answering people with that. What is CRT? Racism. CRT. And I spoke here many times about the Constitution. Race the theory. Board of supervisors. <laughs> I've been coming a year now, and it is nice to see all your faces finally. This is a, to see everybody. Um, I wanted to thank Jason. Uh, Gilliams for answering some questions uh, at the last uh, meeting. Um, it's come to my attention that the county does not keep its teachers on a, a grade level like the years they serve. They, they can serve up to three to seven years and still only be on step one. Oh, yeah, our pay grades. And oh, yeah. Yeah, we were frozen for getting the raises a long that they need time. To get for cost of living. And as, as you've all noticed, the Gosh, cost of living. It was like seven years of freezes. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> you got. At one of the meetings, you spoke about all the grant money that you got. Well, it should be used for your teachers. And uh, I agree. The I agree. can't. The grant money dries uh, up. All our other help that we need. Well, to they couldn't give them a, a bonus. You can give and, them a uh, bonus, but that doesn't bump your pay. And it doesn't get at least a cost of translate to uh, retirement pay. Always got a cost yeah. of living. Rate. So your last, your highest three years we average pay lots of taxes, to so, your uh, retirement it should be pay. there. Bonuses don't the count. The thing I want to read to you is it was already brought up. But here's the whole article. Uh, it is Article 1, Section 12 of the Virginia State Constitution, the freedom of speech and press, the right to be peacefully assembly and petition. That, <clears throat> that the freedoms of speech and the press are among the greatest um, works of liberty and can never be restrained except by depotic government that any citizens may freely speak, write, and publish his sentiments and on all subjects being responsible for the abuse of the rights that are the, the General Assembly shall not pass any law abridging the freedoms of speech or press, nor the right of the people to peaceably assemble and petition the government for the readiness of grievance. And we've had a lot of grievances last year, and it, it took a year to get it done. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know why he chose the state constitution, which gave an exception to the speech, freedom of speech. Oh, we need to start calling these folks and seeing if they will come. To discuss inappropriate curriculum in Franklin County Public Schools. The curriculum that I'm referring Hold to on now, this is a moved, uh, but it's troubling board to member, me that no it's available as a resource, especially at the elementary oh, this is after level. She By inappropriate, I mean it's my belief that asking elementary children to play a game and decide who lives or dies is an inappropriate. It's also inappropriate to ask she elementary children how comfortable they would be going is to that what she's referring to? or dating no someone idea. of the same sex. A former school board employee. 
I want to discuss inappropriate curriculum in Franklin County Public Schools. The curriculum that I'm referring to has been removed, but it's troubling to me that it was ever available as a resource, especially at the elementary level. By inappropriate, I mean it's my belief that asking elementary children to play a game and decide who lives or dies is an inappropriate. It's also inappropriate to ask elementary children how comfortable they would Heads be going to a gay bar or dating someone of the same sex. A former school board employee gave me a copy of this curriculum. I'm going to quote briefly from the email that this individual sent to the board in 2021. This also spills over into the cultural competency curriculum. After comments on a post about this, the resources were deleted. Now, these items were totally inappropriate for that age and even inappropriate for adults. There were already two pages deleted in December, so why not delete these as well? Why wait until days before the meeting when there was a buzz about it? Also, why is it suggested for employees to, quote, embed these into standard lessons as opposed to isolated lessons? Parents should have the right to opt their children out of lessons that do not align with their religious beliefs. Why is this being hidden from the parents? It's hard for me to believe that this board or the Franklin County Public School staff can say that inappropriate materials are not sometimes taught in Franklin County schools. Why? Well, for one, I do have the proof right here that resources were available. And to my knowledge, there is no oversight or regulation of teacher-created resources. None of you on the board and none of you staff members spend all day are. long monitoring classroom activity on a day-to-day -day basis. So it isn't feasible and it's disingenuous for you to guarantee parents that there are never, ever certain ideologies that are taught or discussed that a parent wouldn't agree with. My goal is not to complain, though. I want to propose two solutions. Number one, cameras in all the classroom or body cams on teachers. Why? Because video doesn't lie. It's time for the Franklin County Public School System to prove to this community that only age-appropriate curriculum is taught in our classrooms. Number two, I believe that you should post all curriculum and all resource materials on the main website where the parents can access it rather than hiding it in the employee-only website. Again, the public deserves and should have free and easy access to every piece of curriculum, including teacher-created resource and an easy way to opt their children out of lessons to which they object. Thank you for your time. Did she ever read it? Read. She said that she had something. No. Um. <laughs> Does she break your brain? Uh, well, uh, how are we going to pay for all this stuff? There's Which cameras is in classrooms and on each teacher. She's talking about body cams. Body cams. On teachers. You know, which I honestly think it would cause more issues with student behavior than teacher behavior by a long shot. Really? Yeah. Some of these parents would not believe what their kids are capable of are capable <laughs> of or do in the classroom. Um, there's been times where I have been tempted to record and at least one time where I pulled out my phone mm -hmm. and pointed it at the kid and he looked up and went, are you recording? I said, yes, I'm going to show it to your parent. And they stopped. <laughs> so it might change for the better then. I think I, I was against them, but I know since the police officers have been wearing body cams, complaints against police officers have also decreased. So there were times where people thought either they could get away with something or believed it to have happened a certain way and when confronted with the video went well maybe I ought to back off mm -hmm. hmm. 
So I, I don't think it's a bad idea, but I also hate to say we have cameras in the classroom because everyone has a cell phone. Yeah. So if a teacher was, if a teacher starts doing something stupid, it's that teacher recorded. that was like bopping around and, and chanting something like she was an indigenous person to remember kids, kids to remember hypotenuse, you know, she didn't need a body cam to get caught. No, no. <laughs> None of us need body cams anymore. They are constantly recording us. Here's mom Lennon again. Moore, Snow Creek. Good okay. evening. Happy Women's History Month, everyone. Let's tell the stories, acknowledge the inequities, and celebrate the accomplishments of America's females. May their histories be told, their voices heard, and their worth exalted. Tonight, I want to go on with my life by acknowledging the true history surrounding Lydia's life, appreciating her humanity, and replacing disgrace and humiliation with honor. Bill of Sale, Ralph Fletcher. We read a poem about a bill of sale for a slave girl named Lydia Wells. She was sold for $133 on July 18, 1858, to a man named Samuel Rothrock. Coming home on the bus, I kept picturing Lydia, the same age as me, her bare feet in the dirt, standing in the hot sun, sold like an animal to the highest bidder. In a country like America, how could this ever happen? How can I go on with my life without acknowledging Lydia's life? Thank you. Oh, I see you referring to the, uh, the, uh, the statement where she said, why should a child be asked to choose between life or death and she was referring to this poem to this poem <laughs> wow so so hold on was this the same meeting it wasn't the same meeting it can't be because how would mama found the poem that <laughs> she's awfully resourceful she is very resourceful and she ended up talking with the author of the poem yep um who was i think somewhat tickled that <laughs> he made it into this thing but I think the way Miss interpreted this poem is once this kid found out slavery existed they wanted to end their own life mm. and the way mom understood it is that once this kid understood slavery existed she couldn't live an idyllic life mm -hmm. any longer as if it hadn't so the, the country imagined at one point a country where slavery never could and now she had to live in a world where she knew slavery did at one point exist which I think is different than killing yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh. I, I know this is one of the things that was asked one of the books I was given as a suggestion that needed to be both banned and was specifically pornographic was not. As we have seen when the school board is managing controversial issues, the public is vocal. I ask that the process for public comment revert back to all comments being heard during the same time frame. Dividing the time is unnecessary and a hardship. Speakers like me have to travel from the borders of Franklin County. Some work the next day and or need to get children fed. Your duty, your responsibility is to listen to all opinions. 
I also want to address the embarrassing treatment by the 2021 school board given to our sitting U.S. Representative, Congressman Bob Good, who is serving on the Education and Labor Committee. None of our U.S. state or elected officials are residents of Franklin County, yet they are our voice in Washington, D.C. and Richmond. I propose that two dates be established on the school board meeting calendar to invite our representatives here to make public comments limited to the education policies affecting our children. Secondly, I want to address critical race theory, which is based on Marxist concepts, as we have heard. The issue with CRT is not how a student is taught, but rather what a student is taught. Mm. Keisha King, executive director of Moms for Liberty, explains that CRT is a mechanism for grooming innocent children. What was that name again? Moms for Liberty, Keisha King, Keisha King. Dr. Carol Swain, author of Black Guy for America, How CRT is Burning Down the House, states in the documentary, quote, whose children are they? Exposing the hidden agendas in America's schools. She says, quote, CRT is dividing our children in a way that is unacceptable, unquote. There are over 70 terms that are often included, used, or quoted in CRT and similar ideologies. A memo to the superintendents dated January 14, 2022, states that teachers and other personnel are required to receive training in these ideologies. That training will be carried into the classroom, validating what Ms. King spoke of her in her of in her interview. We agree we want to teach our children to think rationally and critically, not just King content black. to pass SOLs. We agree we want to challenge students and so improve knowledge, reasoning, ownership, and performance. Learning needs to be evaluated uh, on the course so curriculum subjects. Must be true. Basic values like kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, love, peace, and self-control need to be emphasized. Not the color of your skin, but the character of the person. That is Martin Luther King's Jr.'s legacy. I encourage the Franklin County School Board to be proactive in moving our students away from divisive ideologies and move forward to excellence in reading, math, science, history, technology, foreign language, and fine arts. Thank you very much. That is Dr. King's legacy. Not here? Okay. <laughs> the wrong Do we have any other King. Uh, 4.05 review and consider approval of the agenda. And that closes us today. Second. Out. All in favor? So we got into it a little bit here, in, into the, the critical race theory, and uh, Marxism is bad. Martin Luther King would uh, hate teaching that history was bad. We're at a strange point. And, uh, uh, and also having uh, two black people said it, so that it's okay, you know. <laughs> so it, it must be fact. One, I think we are going to have to we're going to have to look up and find out who exactly has this copy of whose children are they. Uh, I, you know, I also want to see two thousand mules. So, if there's anybody out there who has a copy of whose children are they, or two thousand mules, because I refuse to purchase either of those. I, I, don't, I don't feel like purchasing them either, <laughs> but I would very much like to see them. And what's more. If you know somebody who has a copy of this and you're like, oh, they've been trying to get me to watch it. I can't deal with that person. I can deal with them. <laughs> and I enjoy watching these kind of shows with people who have a similar ideology. Not as you. <laughs> but Not the same ideology as me. People who look at, at whose children are they and believe that there is a government conspiracy. Because uh, one... It amazes me. Like, I don't know what country they live in, but our government right now can't elect a Speaker of the House. <laughs> but somehow have devised a communist plot to infiltrate into each of our children these false stories of kindness that are going to lead to them hating themselves, their own race, and overthrowing freedom of speech. 
and uh, taking on Marxism. Taking on Marxism, creating a shadow government where Obama still gets to run the country, but it's actually Donald Trump because he's going to save us from John F. Kennedy's killer. I'm going to end this one. This was our conspiracy theory episode. That is our conspiracy. Yeah, and keep listening. These are getting juicy. Um, These are getting juicy. And and I I remember this period because we we're just dipping our toe into to CRT. Yes, and like, this is the point. I wouldn't. I didn't go into school board meetings anymore. I went to school board meetings, mm-hmm. but I didn't go in because one of the things they also start pushing as they're going along is saying that hey, you've got to um, move these school board meetings to another place so that we have more space. And so I would stop going in so I wouldn't take up an extra seat because that was a little ridiculous. I don't think we've had a school board meeting. There were maybe two that were filled in this one. It's pretty filled. It's, it's Is this the, you got the next one pulled up? Uh, I do not have that. I can pull the next one up. You want yeah, to throw the next I, one yeah, up? Yeah, I just need I need a visual. Let's see if I'm on there. You see a yellow NAACP jacket in oh, there? Oh, you're trying to get time. <laughs> you know what? You know what we do have, though? What? Oh, my goodness. The town hall. The town hall was recorded. Okay. Yeah, I didn't start attending until after the town hall. And the town hall is where the clock apparently made its first present show up, where it's a visual clock counting down the time. So I'll be a little bit faster going on, but right now it is not letting me uh, log in. Oh, that's in. okay. You're good. You're so good. yeah, I think we might be at the end of this episode. We're at 44, we're at 45 minutes. So this is a perfect closing point of the episode. I'm going to give you the last word. Hey, thanks for listening and, and continue to listen because uh, we're, we're, we're going to get into some stuff. It's getting good. Yeah, this has been misunderstood. Heard a man talking, didn't know what he was saying, but it kept on spilling. His words just the same. His mind seems scrambled like a burned out candle with half the wick of missing and nothing for
Yeah.